Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Glenn Powers here, which means we're fixing cars for the next hour. Uh, if you're if you're unaware what what happens on the car clinic, essentially, Glenn comes in, you send in questions, Glenn answers them, and make sure that your ride is going to be running smoothly for the duration. It's that simple. We're we're saving you time, saving you anguish, saving you money right here on the radio. And and in my research. I don't think there's another station in the UAE, possibly even in the Middle East. I didn't, I couldn't find any that are doing what we're doing. So, no. yeah, we're it. Pioneers. Exactly. I, I just want to... Uh, you're a football fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Following the World Cup stuff? Nope. <laughs> I know that's ridiculous. So first, first answer is yes. Second right. answer is no, but no. There you go. No, I don't really like bandwagons. Okay. So, uh, huh. yeah. My club allegiance turns me off of my national allegiance. There we go. Well, get me on with, get me on with the sports guys. Yeah. Have a fun <laughs> conversation about that. I was going to say, yeah, we're not going to get you anywhere near the sports guys <laughs> at this point. Uh, but okay, so you're not following the World Cup, but you must have heard of Farah the Falcon. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I I thought this was actually kind of interesting because Farah is our World Cup <laughs> World Cup predicting falcon easy for you to say yeah and it's uh and as they would like to say this has clearly been written by the the folks over on sports tonight because as they say farah our world cup predicting falcon is off to a flyer i like Pun it. very much intended <laughs> we're uh, 14 matches into the 2018 fifa world cup so uh so far uh, our mystic bird has correctly predicted 10 uh with three draws and only one loss uh, whoever would have thought the Germans would be so unreliable. And it goes on. So we've got this great Falcon doing some really cool stuff. You can you can actually see Farah making the predictions on a daily basis. If you go to DubaiEye1038.com, you can watch all the second round predictions as things start to heat up in week two. You can also watch all of the initial 32 predict- predictions on the YouTube channel Sport. Or you can go across to uh, all of the socials and just check out Dubai I 1038 FM, which I, I encourage everyone to do anyway. Just keep following us on the socials because yeah. yeah, lots of good stuff happens there. So Far the Falcon, really cool. Go and check it out. And uh, when you see the sports guys, I mean, they're all over the city. When you see them, uh, please buy them a glass of lemonade because those guys are just the hardest working people here at the station. And, and <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't seem to shut up. So and in a good way, <laughs> you can't get them to stop talking. As we know from the time on this show, which they eat into pretty much every night, uh, they, they need something for their, their throats to yeah. quench it. And But the, the nice thing is, FIFA World Cup, you want to hear Robbie and... Uh, and, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm out of blank here for Chris. a second. Chris. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you for that. I was going to thank you for that one. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Chris McCarty, how could I forget? I was even going to do a little imitation of his Scottish drawl. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I decided not no, to. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. 
<laughs> yeah, he's already angry enough that you forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. And, and and but he is thanking me that I'm recommending people buy him a nice glass of lemonade exactly. to uh, wet the palate. And, yeah, uh, yeah. No, do tune in. They're they're talking about lots of things. But we're talking about fixing cars. That's and it. Uh, anything cool coming into the shop these days? Because it's it is officially, I think, although it's not officially per the calendar summer. It feels like summer. Oh, it's been summer for about a month, hasn't it? Yeah. No, nothing cool. Just everything hot. <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous. And uh, are, you kind of can't keep are, on top of it. Are people heeding our advice that they literally get out there and, you know, do some preventative maintenance, make sure they get the ACs checked so that they're running in tip-top form? You know what? We must be doing something right because it, it, it has been a struggle. Over the six years I've been here and, you know, on the whole, it's been great. Yeah. But noticing the the um, uh, cultural difference in in way in the ways that maintenance is viewed compared to you know my little town existence that I had in the UK, you know people just didn't have the time to maintain the vehicles here. They so didn't they don't yeah. and and the the attitude tended to be towards breakdown maintenance. So they'll fix right. the car when it breaks. Yeah. And there, there are still a few people like that. There are, but I, I, it's getting a lot easier. You know, the conversations that I used to have to have, I don't have to have. And, yeah. and when I do have to have them, they're easier. People well, kind of know. I think people are realizing, hey, petrol prices are up. Yep. Cost of living is, is what it is. 5% on VAT on yeah, a brand new car. And you know what? Yeah. People are saying, hey, cars are much more reliable than they used to be. Yep. And if they're like me, they just like their car. Yeah. So you, you know, and fortunately on this program we have had the privilege in, of driving many, many, many vehicles, and the the litmus test for me is when I get out of that vehicle, do I want to you know head down to the showroom and put a deposit on it? And hmm. you know, I've I've driven a lot of vehicles I really love, I haven't put a deposit on anything. Although the 2019 Suzuki Jimny. Oh, I saw the picture for that today. I was going to send you a, a, an article. I was going to send I, that to you. I, I oh, could own yeah. one of those. Oh, there. I yeah, could yeah. own one of those. I'd hold an old one. I'd have an old one. Yeah. But like. I, I would take the brand new one, but the base model. You know, oh, just yeah. with the standard off the shelf, this is what yeah. you get. Not yeah. the souped up version. Not the top of the line. I just want entry level. Yeah. I, I could absolutely see myself yeah, putting a deposit on that. I hope, um, I hope they've stayed true to themselves because I remember the older ones and absolutely anything could break on that car and you could fix it at the side of the road and still get to work on time like so let's hope so i hope it stayed true to it like you take the and look the rav4 is a nice car it is it is but it's nothing like the old one the old one was like quirky yeah. and small and yeah. you could fix it it had the strangest back axle back yeah. axles i don't know what kind of you know you could you're driving behind one you can see something on the suspension yeah, turning yeah. and it was just the weirdest yeah, thing but the, you know the rav4 was yeah. cool yeah now it's just it's pedestrian just, yeah 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 and i understand you know it's aerodynamics and people have to you know cars are ultimately made by companies that are trying to make a profit so sure and there's a lot of similarities across yeah, the platform you have to and mix platforms and so i i do get it they want people to logically go into the next vehicle in the line yeah. i mean i get it yeah, too yeah, yeah but, but those jimneys uh, got character cool. yeah 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 it was the uh, i think it was, was it black and green the picture yeah. i saw was yeah. black ass great looking it's car. just incredible yeah, isn't yeah. it I think my wife talking. is going to hate that I like the look of that car she said the same to me like the Kia Soul I like the Kia Soul yeah. oh She's I like, love one of those what, what are you doing why do you like that 
<laughs> she said, "You've got such weird taste in cars." Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah no, great car. Yeah, it's going to be great. Anything going wrong with your vehicle? You want to get in touch with us right here on the program? Isame is manning the phone lines, which means that is your cue to get in touch. I've got Glenn sitting in front of me. The car clinic is the program. Contact details are coming up. Car repair is what we do right here. The program, we're talking cars. We're fixing them tonight, actually. That's what we're doing. Glenn is here from GT Auto Center. And we, we got some questions already. The, we got some questions lined up. Yep. And uh, that's your cue to, to get more in, folks. We and, and, of course, if you want to have a chat, this this is, by the way, the last car talk. Our, sorry, car clinic. Yeah. It's, no, it's we've a, had the last car talk. We had so the last car talk last night. This is our last car clinic, uh, and just uh, to let people know. So if you've got a, an issue that you need your, your automobile repaired, get in touch with us now. The last one at this time. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Things are going to happen. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back. <laughs> some way, some shape, We might never even form. go away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's a great question. It says, the boot latch shut... So what does this mean? The, oh, the boot won't latch shut. Hmm. Is this an easy repair? So I'm guessing someone, I, I would call it a trunk. So yep. someone is closing their trunk and it keeps opening up. I wonder if something's in the latch mechanism, like a, a plastic bag or... Could be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what 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 you have with a boot latch, typically, uh, de- depends on we which kind know, of car you've got. We need got. to know the car. Yeah, but normally you have a, a lock... And the in the in the base or the body of the car, and then on the boot parts or the tailgate, yeah. uh, you'll have a solid striker, or it could be the other way around. It doesn't yeah. really matter, but let's see, it could be the other way around. What can happen is the solid striker, so that's like the pin that sort of fits in the lock, and then the lock hooks over it to stop it opening okay. up. Sometimes that moves. You think uh, about the amount okay. of times it gets slammed down. Oh yeah. You know you. Uh, I got my kids. They they're like yeah. Hulk Hogan. My my worst one is when I'm putting the. Uh, shopping away into the back <laughs> of the car and then realize i forgot milk yeah. or you know yeah the the trolley's just rolled into the back of the car because i forgot to stop it so well, it's rolled usually i, I was into in a, my heels i or. was into a parking lot where the trolley from someone else's car was rolling down the aisle <laughs> towards my car yeah. and i'm just going whoa whoa <laughs> yeah. yeah but no i mean you think about the the abuse that that, yeah. that component will get it's uh and, and especially these days right because cars are so well made and they're airtight so well, you really is, have to force them shut. And I wonder if this is one of those vehicles where you don't have to do that. Because I was, so, so I was close, dri- yeah. I, yeah, I was driving the the Lincoln Continental, yep. you know, doing my best Matthew McConaughey <laughs> when I'm driving that thing. And you you don't you don't even have to slam it. You just kind of close it, and just then it does. It. The, yeah. But my my kids first time they get into it, they put both hands up and they reef it shut, and I'm just going. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So it could just be something like that. And if it's loose, it's just out of alignment and needs okay. to be needs to be tightened up but uh so take it and get it relatively unless there's something you're not telling us and you've had an accident and it's yeah. bent well, something on the back. see that could be the thing if you've got a so, bungee cord holding yeah, it shut that's it right yeah yeah so uh that that's probably relatively easy to fix and i guess if you do have a bungee cord holding it shut you'll never get past an rta inspection no certainly not <laughs> it's certainly tape not. also I'm, I'm figuring if you have duct tape holding tape it. well no yeah. they need to get in there right normally to check the spare tire yeah so, so the guy you've got cut, to let them in the guy cuts the tape <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah. throw them Says, the roll. Oh, your spare tire is fine, but we can't close the chunk. <laughs> yeah, so here's you, you throw them the roll of tape. Yeah, here, use this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work, nope. is it? No. Okay, good. Uh, here's a, another one that's come through on the SMS line. It says recently got my car bushes changed. Oh, like the cedars or no, anyway. Hmm. Um, now when I do a sharp turn, and unusual dislodging feeling happens 
on the front left wheel. What could be causing this? Right. Well, that that that's immediately says to me you need to definitely take it straight back. Obviously, to replace bushes and and, and what you're talking about here, we we assume so is what are suspension bushes. bushes. What, so yeah. so what are what are those? It's a generic term for anything that is designed to basically fit between two more expensive components basically so it's something that's there to wear so out like, before the like too rub, expensive like a rubber part. piece Is that would be typically a rubber especially okay. on suspension it's rubber can be polyurethane okay. uh, mechanical bushes in engines and moving parts on engines will be uh, metal but See, all, I'm thinking is a st- all I'm thinking is a stand up routine here where someone is talking about their car and you know they're at the they're, they're at the yeah. the arborist yeah <laughs> going they're down at the plant zoo can see I got to get the bushes changed but on the front side don't go, don't go too far into it who could write this and sell it I'm thinking <laughs> so uh, yeah that's got some so legs I, on it I really threw you off there I'm going to write that I'm going to do that tonight eyes eyes is going what are they talking about they've totally lost me so the bushings are on the front suspension these are these rubber pieces or polyurethane pieces that separate the more expensive yeah so normally to get to replace the bushes and you can't always replace them separately but you can on on some uh suspension components you remove that component so if you've now got a weird feeling when you turn the wheel to its extreme then you may have a situation where the bush is not fitted the right way around. Uh, so yeah, they are yeah. directional. They are that does happen specific. Up. More yeah. often than yeah, not, yeah. actually. So, uh, you know, there's a little notch on the on the bush which isn't there just because it's from the casting of the rubber. It's there. See, the comedy routine is just going. A little yeah. notch on the bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting closer and closer to being in trouble here, I, aren't we? I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's the mechanic talking to the person about the bush. The mechanic's talking about the rubber thing. The person hearing about it's thinking of a tree. <laughs> I mean, this this is just keeps going yeah. as they keep having a conversation about two different things. Anyway, back. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I totally uh, lost track of what you're talking about. But there's, So there's a notch on the bushing that would so indicate... So, yeah, sometimes that, that is you know the bush has to go in a certain place it can't go in twisted off to a 90 degree angle or whatever it is more worryingly and also possible though is the fact that perhaps the bolts that hold the suspension arm in weren't tightened up properly they could have been over tightened they could have been left loose or they should have been replaced and weren't and then even though they've been tightened they've come loose again and finally they weren't possibly they weren't fitted back or tightened in the right sequence there is a sequence to doing it and you'll see workshops uh, we have them in ours you'll have two post lifts so you basically just drive the car between two posts and then two legs from either side come out lift the car up yeah okay so the wheels hang free everyone's probably seen their vehicle on, yeah. on one of those that's great for removing parts easy access fantastic and no problem for doing the removal no problem for doing the install however on any suspension work, that vehicle needs to be down on all four wheels under its own weight before the bolts are torque tightened, so tightened to the right setting. Because okay. if you don't do that, especially now with aluminium parts, you risk something breaking as you lower it down. So this person really needs to get back to the garage yeah. and get this looked at ASAP. Yeah. And if you're not happy with the garage you're using, go to uh, you know, someone you do trust. Yeah, that's right. Get them to look at this. Yeah. But th- sooner than later, like like tomorrow get this looked at because what, what's the worst case scenario if this is the problem could could something wear out so that you're what worries me is something's either been over tightened or left loose so they've tightened it up before they've put it under its weight because look you know as, as a as a workshop it's simple if i sell you a bush i can sell you that today or tomorrow yeah. but the two hours of time that i've got that it takes me to fit i can only sell that once if i don't sell yeah. it today i need it so there tends to be or there can be a kind of culture of rushing work to try and maximize the hours in the day 
that will lead to something like saving five minutes of taking the vehicle down, putting it on a different type of lift yeah. to tighten up the bolts. Right. And that happens. I, you know, I know that that happens. I've seen that happen. And if that is the case, then it's a relatively easy fix. Uh, what I would say is if you're not really getting anywhere, and there's no reason to think you won't, but if you're not getting anywhere, just ask them how they did the job. Yeah. Don't ask them to go in specifics. Just say to them, look, guys, how did you fit it? And if they say to you, we, oh, we did this, we did this, then we put it onto this lift to tighten it up and they explain why, then, no, these guys know what they're doing and they've made a genuine mistake, possibly, or there's something else wrong. Right. I mean, it could be, it could be a piece that, as we talk about so often, when you take things off and you fix the bushings, and yeah. maybe one of the other pieces in the removal process yeah. was near to going, they've That's reinstalled right. it and it's gone. Yeah, so the, the bush fits into an arm. That arm will typically have a ball joint on it. Yeah. So in the removal, you could have the situation where the ball joint has been damaged and that's not through malpractice that's just the f- way of way yeah. the thing works you know you remove it and then you the stress of removing it and then refitting it could have have taken it over the point of you know yeah. they should have picked it up on the road test but you know people do make mistakes but i would just ask a few questions and if they can fill you with confidence in the answers then then you know they'll they'll rectify it for you i'm sure yeah, there we go so that you got a lot to look at there but uh, this is not a normal situation and no. definitely needs to be yes. attended to. Jost has come through. What a, what a lovely email this is. Uh, very sad to hear that Nightline and the car clinic in particular are coming to an end. This is the last car clinic show, and Nightline's last broadcast is tomorrow at 10 p.m. We go out and stall. Uh, 9 p.m. Pretty much, I think, I, I think pretty much all of the guests are coming in to tomorrow's show. And uh, we must rat Dowd, who was one of my first producers. We're going to get her on the phone from London to have, just have a quick chat and say hello. A couple minutes. It's going to be cool. Yeah, but we're all coming in. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about why we love radio. That's that's the theme of tomorrow's show. Why all of all of the guests who have been on this program stick it out and why they come in every night out of the you know, generosity of the community and and get involved. So that's that's what we're talking about yeah, tomorrow for cool. a good hour. And then we, we go out with the music show as as we do, our last broadcast. Uh, uh, I, hope there's no, uh, I hope there's no slow songs on the music show. You know what? Might see some tears. You know what? It's 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 crazy good music tomorrow. There are a couple depressing songs, but <laughs> for the most part, they're really good. <laughs> In fact, I, I can I can I'm going to give a, a little bit of a tip to tomorrow's show. We we have if if anyone listens to the Middle East Indie Jukebox, which is tomorrow. And you should, at 10 by the PM, way, it's great. And if you've missed it, just go back into the podcast. You can catch a whole bunch. You'll know that I have a slight obsession with being someone who premieres music globally. And we have done, I don't know, countless world premieres of Middle East indie recording artists. Tomorrow, we're going to be playing an Ngami Cypher, which is, I think we've got eight hip-hop artists from the Middle East doing this compilation. And they haven't even played it on Ngami yet. We're going to play it before, nice. and, and Big Hass, who put it all together, we're playing it before he plays it on his own show. Nice. Happening tomorrow night at 10 p.m. is when we're going to kick that off. So it's going to be fantastic. And a, and a little tip here that's kind of cool, as they were putting this th- whole thing together, is uh, they, they ran into a... Pro- they, they, they got eight artists onto this cipher. But what ended up happening was they it's so fast that a number of the artists had to decline doing it because they couldn't sing that fast. 
so it's uh, they couldn't they couldn't do hip hop that fast. So the guys that are on there. Yeah, it's like 120 speed or something. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's gonna be cool. So anyway, uh, but as we're saying, this is this is the end of Nightline. We're we're wrapping things up, and I uh, I see Damien Spinner Reed has come in just to say hello. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? We got a whole bunch going on. You got issues with your vehicle stuff going on with that. You want to get uh, Glenn's. Uh, generous opinion on what it can be it's really simple you're listening to the car clinic here's how you can get in touch with us roshan's come through and says uh james glenn what did i just hear right you're taking the only show i actually listen to off the air <laughs> i was out of town for a couple of weeks and when we got back from vacation my wife uh binge watched her favorite series i binge listened to the car clinic podcast uh, of 103.8 off the website. See, that's fantastic to know. I'm yeah. glad you're binge listening. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone binge listening our programs. This, uh, this, this is fantastic. Is great. Yeah, I mean, this we, should, is, we should start doing pop quizzes. Uh, we're going to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all she did was uh, shake her head in disbelief that he was binge listening. Uh, great show. Bring bring it back, Roshan. I, I, I you know, shake your hand in. You know, I'm sure there'll congratulations. be congratulations. Re- there'll be recent reruns over the summer. I'm sure. But, yeah, uh, we'll not be. Yeah, we'll, we'll not be gone for long. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. There, Somewhere uh, you'll find us. Yeah, there'll be a. We'll live on in podcast form somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do, wait, keep listening. You'll find us. Yeah. Um, we are talking about car repair, though. If you're wondering what we what you've tuned into, it is the car clinic. Glenn is here from GT Auto Center, and uh, here's a great problem that's come through it says the bar that is pushing up the window of my sonata clanged and the window fell into the door nice temperatures oh. uh, is this an easy fix yeah again it should be oh, relatively man. easy yeah um you, that, that's got to be a nightmare situation you're you've hit the button and then you hear I've never had that one. I've just had it stop working but if you hear the physical clang and then the window yeah falls in you're done for. Yep. You think about it, right? You've got dust. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. So, you know, you just, you know, yeah. So you've just left work. The car's been parked in the sun. Yeah. The air conditioning's just about cooling the car down. You wind the window down to take a parking ticket, and it doesn't go back up. And then the car's red hot, noisy, dusty. Cats might get in when you park it. That's my last point. You park it up, and then there's a family of cats in there. And so, uh, nothing against cats, but at Studio City there is a family yeah. of cats. And and I took lo- a picture of our cat tonight. Yeah. Last time I'll see okay. for a yeah. while. So uh, and they love my car. So that's why I have to make sure I bring the one that has yeah, windows. They do like your car. One time yeah, I got into you though. They even got, I used to put a cover on it. They would climb under the cover. <laughs> the last few weeks we've walked out of here. They're on the car. They're <laughs> scattering. No, they scatter. When they can hear you coming, they scatter. Oh. So, uh, so no. is is, are, is this typically an expensive deal? I mean, we got to take the whole door off, right? The, the door panel. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, the brand of car helps you a lot here. Okay, price. So high end. Fantastic choice for yeah. this kind of situation. So, look, normally it's an hour or so's work, right. max. You, you don't really want to be looking at more than an hour. Could it cause any more damage if everything's fallen in? Could it? Have... Well, as long as your glass hasn't broken, that's the worst okay. case scenario. What you do need to do is not operate the the window. So what you'll get is, you know, I'll get the call from a customer. They'll say to me or, or a friend, they'll say, oh, my window's packed in, but I can hear the motor turning. There's just a crunching noise or, a, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like, stop turning the motor. Because what you'll get is a motor with a gear on the end of it, and that yeah. will turn another gear, which basically through a, a pulley system with a, a steel rope yeah. and nylon pulleys. But what happens is the nylon pulleys break, 
normally. Uh, um, okay. Then what you have, though, is a situation where if you keep operating that motor, the cable's going to wrap itself around and there it will shear the end of the motor off. Uh-huh. So what is normally a few hundred dirhams for a, what we'd call a regulator or a mechanism, it can be three, four times that for a motor. Most motors are dual or triple purpose now, so a window power window motor will sometimes double up as the control unit for the door. Okay, nice. So, you know, you want to just make sure you don't need to put a motor on it unnecessarily. Yeah. But, yeah, the first thing to do is, is get it in there yeah. to the workshop as soon as you can because, you, you know, the dust going into the car, now that could cause issues. And yeah. cats using the car as a bathroom will yeah, definitely yeah. cause issues. Yeah, we don't want any yeah. of that. Okay, good. Uh, we've got Emmett's uh, come through and says he has a 2004 Pathfinder. Oh, that's you know what? Yeah. That's the year model I really liked. Yeah, like the look of those. They're a lot of fun. He wants to know: Can I soup it up for off-roading, or is it too old? No, it's never too old. No, never too old. That'd be a great vehicle. Yeah, yeah. No, you can Pathfinder anything kind of anything Nissan. They, you know, you can, and they're very capable as they are. Yeah, they do come out of the factory capable for this kind of purpose, but. That was a good year, too. Yeah. Now, did they run a two-wheel drive of those for a while? I'm not sure if they did. I've seen... I think huh. I have seen the two-wheel drive yeah, on a Pathfinder. I'm not sure. I, I, Would anyone have bought a two-wheel drive well, Pathfinder that's the thing. here? So I, that was my first thing is that it just came to me then. I think if, if it's two-wheel drive... It's a bit more complicated. You're gonna have to buy a whole new running gear. You'd be unlucky if you got a two-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive, no problem. You can get anything and everything for that car. You can have it six inches higher than it is. Yeah. You can have wheels as big as you can, you know, imagine on it. You you can go crazy with it. The engine's very capable anyway. Yeah. So definitely you can. It's never too old. And to be it honest, just depends how much money you want to spend. Yeah. yeah. But look, if if you if you're worrying about it being too old, you know, if you're only gonna use it at weekends for the desert, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely. You know, take it, take a get an appraisal on what you, you start figuring out what you want to do. That's what I always say. Anyone that wants to modify the car in any way, so whether it's for function off road or for cosmetic reasons, come to me with your end vision, and then we'll make it happen. But yeah. if you ask me to plan it for you, it could be. Yeah. You got to know what you want. Yeah. You really need to be happy with it. Yeah. yeah. So know what you want before you start out. I kind of want to put one of those big tent contraptions with awnings on my Jeeps. Definitely do it. I think I think it'd be great. Definitely do it. Yeah. I'm really into that idea. Yeah. Wife's not quite sold on it yet, but yeah. No, yeah camping trip. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we're yeah. off. The, we're off the ground. We yeah. already we already have a camper back home that a Coleman trailer that we pull yeah. used to pull behind. A, you would love this a Volkswagen Golf convertible. Love it. The trailer it's it's it, it is made to be pulled by a little four banger like that. Love it. But the trailer is wider and taller than the car. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So always a sight. And then we got a little stencil on the back, the high and dry, oh. because that's what it was. You were off the yeah. ground and you never got one. Great. You get the ones that hang out over the top of the car as well, <laughs> that you've got supports underneath yeah. and then you've got an awning to sit under in the daytime. Yeah. Really great. Yeah, there we go. Uh, oh, we had, we had a question about the oil information we gave last week, and mm. this was a situation with, I, I can't even remember what vehicle it was, but I think it was a, it was a Ford or something. Yeah, worried about 530, 1060, Yeah, so the, so the question was, went to the garage to get the oil changed, and they were offering one type of oil. Mm-hmm. The oil cap gave directions right. on another type of oil, and the book gave yes. another type of oil. And yep. The question was... What do you, what do, you do? Yeah. yeah, which one do you go for? Yeah. So uh, 
I think we said last week, the ult- ultimately, that it was very surprising to me if the if the owner's manual had just one grade of oil. What we said yeah. was there's normally a cold climate, an average climate, and a hot climate. Right. So go for what it says for the hot climate. Uh, obviously, what the manufacturers say is the important thing. And uh, Can you trust the oil cap? And that's what they said. It, surely the oil cap would be okay. And I, my thing was... I don't know. What if they had that? What if they lost it and it got changed? Or yeah, the problem you've got there is, like you say, if it gets lost, or you know, if you buy that vehicle in Canada yeah. and you also can buy that same vehicle here, the climate is totally different, yeah, and the oil grades need to be way different. Mm. So, for me, I wouldn't trust the oil cap. I would always go with what's in the owner's manual, yeah. dependent on the climate you have. Okay. And at, we can give you all the advice in the world. But to save ourselves any potential issues, ultimately the manufacturer are the people that you need to trust on this. They spend years thinking about engines and how to make them and, and oils that will go in them. So as long as you're putting an oil that meets the specifications, that you'll be fine. And yeah. uh, it will tell you that in the owner's manual. And that would always be the be-all and end-all for me. Okay, there you go. Look at the owner's manual. Check hot running or hot weather oil and what they're recommending, and go with that. If in doubt, go talk to the 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 uh, agency, the dealer, and find out what yeah. what do they recommend. Yeah. And and there you go. It's yeah. as simple as that. Go straight to the brand. Another question's come through. AC decreases when stopped. What does this tell you? Ooh. Yeah, it could be a few things. So uh, that's never good. Yeah. You stopped at the lights. The AC is nice and cold. Then you stop. It starts to heat up. Next thing you know, the heat. The, the temperature gauge on your dash is going That's up. That's always the one that ties in with it where you've got to worry. Yeah. yeah. So if it, the most likely situation here is that we've, we've got an issue where the, the fan isn't working. So the cooling fan in the engine bay isn't working. Oh. Uh, is that pretty common? Yeah. Especially here because everyone's AC is always on, so the fan is always on. Okay. And uh, what you'll find is obviously as you're driving, you're forcing air through the condenser, which is part of the AC system, mm-hmm. and the radiator, which is also part of the engine, obviously. When you stop, there's no air moving through there. And if the fan isn't working, it's not sucking any air through there. So it will heat up. The engine will heat up. And when the engine heats up, the AC will be shut off automatically. But also the condenser, so the uh, part of the AC system which sits in front of the radiator, that needs to be cooled down by airflow. And if it isn't, then the AC system won't work properly. The pressure will go too high and it will shut it off. Could it be a condenser issue itself? Could be. What what we find a lot of here, uh, especially with uh, AC condensers, is that um, they get blocked. So the, the fins, the little fins that mm. are designed to allow air between them to take take the heat away, they can be blocked with, with plastic bags or yeah. dust, uh, feathers, when you've mm, had an accident okay. with a bird. Uh, that will stop the airflow and obviously then the condenser can't do its job properly. So it's normally something with the fan. It could be that you have low gas, and when you're not uh, driving at a certain speed, you know, your yeah. compressor's not forcing the system into working as, as as much as it would if it was doing 2,000 RPM as when it's doing 600 okay. RPM. Go get this checked. But get it checked because if it's something like a fan, that could cause the engine to overheat. Yeah, there you are. You're going to be yeah. making a trip up to Iceland because you want to go and have a, a fun day at the, yeah. the water park. Yeah. You're going to get three quarters of the way there. You're going to be on the back road, and you're going to run into turmoil. Yeah. So get it sorted. Yeah. Really, it's time to do that. Ah, that's not a good. That's not good to hear. No. Yeah. And it d- doesn't surprise me, though. It's that time of the year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And another great text come in. It says, what a life. First, uh, they kicked my trainer out of the gym. Now, Dr. James and Glenn 
Uh, they're going off air. What next? My wife will leave me? Uh, no comments on that one. <laughs> We've just been talking about a guy who's always had a worse day than us. Yeah, we have. And we found uh, one. Yeah, oh, man. You know what? If you're wondering what you're listening to, this is the Car Clinic right here on Dubai I 103.8 FM. Got Glenn joining me. We are fixing cars on the radio. If you've got some issues, get in touch with us. Isa, manning the phone lines. We are here. Why do you want to do all that? The Car Clinic is the program. Glenn is here. Simply, as it says on the tin, we're fixing cars on the radio. And uh, Sujith has come through with a, a great message. It says, uh, a friend of mine had an accident with a 2012, or maybe it's 2013, uh, Honda Accord, where the airbags came out. The insurance uh, sent it into one of their garages and got it fixed. But since then, the airbag light has been blinking. When he asked the garage, they said it's gone, it's uh, it's going to go off, uh, but it never did. Recently, that is the light was going to go off. Recently, he took it to the agency for another issue and asked them to check the airbag light as well. They got back stating that the airbag and seatbelt is perfectly fine, but the computer chip is not working. They gave him a quote of 4,800 dirhams to uh, take it somewhere where he can get a, or, or he wants to know, is there somewhere else he could take it to get a better price, but quality work as this is a safety concern. Okay, so this is a real bad situation mm. and you got to get this fixed first thing i would say is you never need an airbag until you need it yeah and if it doesn't work then you've got a problem and with that warning light on it won't work or it will work at the wrong time yeah, so yeah you don't want that that's probably worse than it not working to be honest now for me and i don't know the sort of proximity we are now to the repair being done but you need to go back to your insurance company because the work hasn't been done properly yeah it just simply hasn't been done properly. Unfortunately, this is not the first time I've heard this this month, and it won't be the last mm. this happens. Uh, yeah, briefly, they've gone in and replaced the airbags. This has to be rectified by them. I, I don't see how they can refuse to do that. And, and the, the way they can say to you that, oh, it'll go off eventually. I mean, what's that? What's <laughs> yeah, that it's mean? It's not going to go off eventually. It's, it's, you know, the you light know, is it's not like waiting for a kettle to boil. There's no yeah. end here. It just doesn't. It, it works or it doesn't. And... Mm. It's, these these vehicles are computer driven. That's right. So, so it's, it's sensing a fault. Yeah. So so briefly, on airbags, you have one airbag or ten or twenty airbags, whatever you might have. That system is operated by its own computer. So that's what they've quoted you for at four thousand eight hundred dirhams. That's a lot of money. It's I mean, a lot it's, of money, it's money that's well it's, spent though. It's, it's that's the kind of you know. If someone said to me, you know, I've got my airbag's gone off and and I need to change the airbag. It doesn't just mean the airbag has to be replaced the whole system has to be replaced including the computer because that really? computer will store a crash event and an airbag is only supposed to go off once so if the computer has stored a crash event then it thinks the airbag's on there mm. so the airbag there's no way to re reprogram that computer no you have to change the computer on the modern vehicles you will wow. change the airbag you change the whole system so if if two of the six airbags go off you change those two airbags plus the computer and you reprogram that new computer to the car and mm-hmm. it has to be done and they haven't done that with the repair so they've only done part of the repair and this is just based on what we're reading on yeah, the we message because we, 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 we haven't seen the car and we haven't yeah, had a look at the invoices you sent it for a repair the warning light never went away and now the agency is telling you the computer needs to be replaced Look, you have to replace the computer with the airbag. That price, whilst expensive, and I'm glad I'm not having to pay it, I doubt you will get it any cheaper. And the reason I say that is whoever does the work for you is going to have to buy the part from the agency. And then they're also going to have to 
pay the agency to program it. So this becomes an interesting thing if you want to do the follow-up. I, 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 I think this is how I'm seeing it, and mm. Glenn will let me know if I'm totally off track here. When you had the insurance repair, your friend had the insurance repair, insurance repair or not, an invoice and a do- documentation about what they did yep. needs to be provided. That's right. Telling yeah. you what work was done, what the parts were, you're going to see the price of that, and ultimately that's what they would have also submitted yep. to the insurance company. That's it. If that whole process doesn't jive, and you can, again, go to the agency and say, okay, my airbag went off, what would it cost me, what would the process be, and you, you look at the invoice, and you look at what you've been told, and they don't match, you're obviously going back to the insurance company saying, well, they, you know, that's another leg on this, not only the fact that it's not working, but the fact that even the agency is saying, well, this is what has to be done, and you've got the invoice to show that possibly that work was not done. Yeah, uh, look, like we said, we don't know. Yeah, but you took your vehicle in from an accident where the airbags had gone off, and then you received it with the airbags replaced, yeah. but the light on. Yeah. So yeah. the repair hasn't been done. You know, if 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 something's not complete. Yeah. You know, if the if the bumper was broken in part of the accident, and then and the headlight fell out, but they repaired the bumper and didn't put the headlight back, you wouldn't have received the car. And effectively, there's no difference here. If they haven't replaced the computer, they haven't done the job because now. The airbag system, whilst they may have replaced the airbags that went off, they haven't got any use. They might as well have not because they won't work. So they definitely, I would go back to them. And uh, again, like we said at the start with with the issue on the the suspension noise after the repair, it could have just been a, 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 a mistake. People are busy. They make these mistakes. We're all human beings. So, you know, just go back to them, ask them to rectify it. And I can't see why they wouldn't. But if you end up paying for it, for whatever reason, whether it's just because it's easier and quicker for you to do it that way, then yeah. that's a fair price. Here's here's another. There was another one talking about airbags. Uh, asking how do I know the airbags are working? Uh, had a serious smash and they did not activate. Car was secondhand import from the U.S. Yeah. Okay. So the airbags will be triggered combination of things these days but typically you have what we call a crash sensor it does exactly mm. what it says it does how, senses how, a crash how much impact do you have to have for that to go off if you hit it right on the sweet spot not much actually okay and uh i can talk from personal experience i was changing a wheel at the side of my house where i lived in in the uk and uh i hadn't been doing i hadn't been as a mechanic for long i think i'd finished my apprenticeship perhaps and i jacked the car up and change the wheel put the spare wheel on there to drive it into work the following day to change the tire so did that when i let the jack down the car moved and it just tapped the wall in front and the airbag went off oh. it hit it right on the sweet spot okay. and went off and it literally i mean it, it's not a, a big that wasn't a big force at all it, i don't even think it marks the bumper so yeah. that was that was just the way it was and uh you know the Nowadays, it will also use G-force, so you have sensors in the car, measure it in the pitch and the roll, the yaw as well, which is another one, or some people call it yaw, which is basically how the car that's rotates. A U, that's a U2 song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Music coming to Dubai Eye, by the way. Yeah. We're going to have songs of the summer. Songs of the summer, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, they, through a combination of those sensors as well, it might, the vehicle will detect that you're in a crash situation and, and deploy airbags. Certainly... So such as a uh, situation where you might roll over in a convertible, you've right. not necessarily hit anything, 
But if you roll over, you don't want your head to support the whole of your car weight. Yeah. So it will okay. deploy the airbags on the back. Right. So it, it uses a lot of sensors, but you only know they're working when you need them. Right. So is there, if, if in the case of this person wants to know if their airbags are working, and I suspect they're, they're, there's actually an underlying question here in that uh, I've heard of several times where cars have come in that might have been wrecks and they've been fixed and i i know someone who'd bought one of those and there were no airbags in it yeah said there were airbags yeah uh opened up something that i think they had to get the steering wheel changed and they did and they, they one of them said uh dude uh, no airbag in your steering wheel yeah fyi it's a very very expensive repair mm. the parts are so expensive and it happens and if you have any thought or inclination that the vehicle you're about to purchase or have already purchased has ever been in an accident the first thing i would ask any anyone that's looking at the car for you is can you test for me if the airbags are working because yeah. just because the warning light isn't on because the warning light can be right. bypassed in a number of ways yeah. doesn't mean there's an issue when you turn the ignition on on the vehicle the airbag light should light up after a few seconds after it's checked its system it should go off but there could be a fault but it could have been mm. bypassed let's say Okay. And uh, the best thing to do is get yeah. someone to check that for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I think we're we're literally at the wrap of the car clinic. This has been the last show of the car clinic. Glenn, absolute pleasure. Two years you've been coming Cheers. in. Cheers. I really appreciate yeah, it. It's been and I, great. I think the, the community of the Emirates appreciates the candid, honest conversation that people have been able to have about their car maintenance. And absolute pleasure to uh, sit down and chat with you every week. Yep. I've learned a lot. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I, I keep wanting to say, you know, that, don't worry. In some way, shape, or form, we will find our way into your ears. And, and I, I keep thinking podcasting. It's going to... Yeah, yeah. We're just going to amp up the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do those in another People way. People need us, James. They do. They do. Yeah. Isa's saying the same thing. She's nodding her head. She's, you know, yeah, she wants to talk tugs. So I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's it's been a lot of fun. We got yep. one night left of Nightline. That's tomorrow night. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really special night. If you're a, a fan of this program and you've been listening to us for, you know, it's literally 11 years, over over 11 years, almost 12, 12 years in October. So 11 years and change. If you've been listening to Nightline, any of our programs over that time, you're going to want to tune in tomorrow night because we've yep. got a, we're going to have all, all of our, I think all of the cast is going to be in the studio and a, a few extra folks and we're going to be making some phone calls. We're just going to be talking about why we love radio and what the, what it is that, that keeps us dialing in, calling in, texting in, just talking and enjoying. So that's uh, tomorrow evening, nine till 10. Tune in here uh, to Nightline for our last program. Last two hours of Nightline kick off tomorrow night. Glenn, thank you very much. Thank you. And we will uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes.